Okay. How can I do share it, right? I think we found Craig. Craig, welcome. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you guys? We awesome. are good. Craig, what is a smart city? Smart city is really just, in short, one that's really, really well connected, which, of course, a lot of our cities still aren't. Yes. We're talking about things like fiber internet, uh, wireless internet. It's pretty readily available to people. And then I guess, if you dig a little deeper, they're also talking, when it's all about smart cities, about mm. things like connected meters and things that the municipality can use uh, internet infrastructure to do things better, you know, whether it's security cameras or like, tracking water leaks, all that kind of thing, just to make things a bit more efficient. Why are we still behind regarding, for instance, Wi-Fi and internet connectivity? Well, I guess part of it is that a lot of it's only built where uh, it's economically viable for the companies doing it, right? Government's done a pretty poor job of rolling out um, sort of public facilities like this. So we've had to rely on the private sector. And the private sector's going, well, you know, we'll put it in Houghton, we'll put it in Hyde Park, but we're less excited about putting it in Ditchford because they don't think they're going to make their money back. Mm. So maybe one of the ways to get around that is for people to, you know, government's looking at putting rules in place where they say, well, you can build in a posh neighborhood, but then you've got to build in a poorer neighborhood as well. I think some of those sorts of measures could help. But for instance, given the economy that we are, why would a Kenya kick our asses when it comes to connectivity? Mm. <laughs> Uh, I mean, this one's long and loaded. I guess the, the short version is, for a start, we've had government arguing a lot amongst itself about what it ought to be doing, right? We've had a distinct lack of, like, local um, sort of continuity in the vision for what a connected uh, South Africa might look like. Um, but the other one is we've got things like, you know, we meant to move to digital TV. We were meant to do this years and years ago. We were going to be one of the first African countries on the continent to move away from analog broadcast. Mm-hmm. And... We're still waiting. And the problem is, the reason you know, we're like, well, what does this got to do with connectivity? Well, you free up that sort of radio frequency spectrum, and then people like Vodacom and MTN uh, can roll out more um, high-speed wireless internet and high-speed mobile internet using those same frequency bands. But at the moment, because they can't get access to them, uh, while places like Kenya can, uh, we are being left in the in the sort of in their dust because mm. we just can't roll out the same kinds of services because uh, we just don't have the uh, the spectrum available. What impact would having a proper running smart city have on, for instance, productivity, the economy, and and and? Yeah. Well, I mean, the standard one that's thrown out by um, the uh, the ICU and the other uh, sort of the UN and a bunch of other organisations is that. As soon as you increase connectivity, you increase GDP. Mm. I mean, if you've got people who've got regular connectivity on the cheap or, I mean, even better if it's sort of subsidized, uh, they find ways to start businesses around it. They find ways to um, to turn it into uh, an, sort of income streams. Mm. And the suggestion is the more connectivity people have, the better. And we see it with youngsters in particular, you know. You give them an internet connection and they just know exactly what to do. They know mm. how to get going, uh, you know, and they work themselves. And I think the education like you guys were talking about as you came on, mm. this is part of it as well. Is people use these tools to self-educate. Mm. Um, you know, and, and that, I think it's massive. Uh, you know, if nothing else, that should be the reason that we push really hard to make sure that it's not just uh, the Bryanstons and the Houghton and so on that uh, have access to affordable internet. Craig, what needs to happen to get us to smart city levels? Like in a nutshell, you know, without oversimplifying it. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, the one is, I guess, that uh, government perhaps needs to uh, 
I'm not necessarily sure about playing more active role, but it needs to more clearly state what it is that it wants to do. Mm. And I think it needs to force operators to put uh, connectivity into um, you know, rural schools, into um, township communities, into places where it's not going to come on its own mm. uh, you know, in a sufficient hurry. The private sector and those living in, in more um, you know, illustrious areas can afford their own internet, but we need to find a way to get it to the people who just can't. I was blown away a couple of years ago in New York finding out that all of the old uh, tiki boxes are now Wi-Fi hotspots. What? Well, exactly. It's amazing. They've got it all over London, and you know, a lot of the big cities have rolled out public Wi-Fi. We've got some decent initiatives here that are trying. You know, there's, there's Wi-Fi in Brahm uh, here in Joburg. There's Wi-Fi in uh, all over Swane with the uh, project issues where, and I think those are exactly the kind of initiatives that need to be pushed more because mm. it's all been well saying, oh, we want to get fiber to everyone, but realistically, in the meantime. Getting Wi-Fi to people and getting mobile internet to people makes a whole lot more sense, particularly in outlying areas. Craig, you legend. Thank you for the chat. Craig Wilson, editor from Stuff Magazine. Go out on your own. Go high-tech. Go global. Go to see your banker. Go all out. Take a chance.